Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, Andy Harrison, Jamie Martindale, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket. Okay, and welcome back to episode 22 of the Cow Corner podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by the man himself, the man with the Birmingham League ton, Andy Harrison. How are we, Andy? Uh, very well, Hurley. Thank you very much. And tonight we are on Zoom and uh, we are not joined by Jamie Martindale or the King of the Hoppers, Joss Elliott, but we have two guests, don't we, Andy? Yeah, we do. Two people we know very well around the county scene. Yeah, um, so first of all, we've got someone who's been a guest before, um, had a very successful season last season with Wellington, and uh, he is the man himself, Alex Taylor. How are we, Alex? Yeah, good. Excited to be back on. <laughs> good to have you back. And someone who's never been on before, but he's <laughs> someone who's a very uh, well-known face in the Shropshire cricket scene, well-known for his coaching and is, uh, well one of the faces of Whitchurch cricket. It's uh, James Voyager. Um, and I'm hoping I've just, I've just absolutely murdered your surname. I'm very sorry, James. But how are we? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. No worries. So um, first things first, quite interesting to know, how, how's it been with the coaching and everything that's been going on there? Uh, I think like, like most, to be honest, uh, it got, we got totally shut down. Um, prior to, to lockdown coaching was going brilliant. We're just about to launch the academy at Whitchurch. County coaching was was sailing, and then and then we hit lockdown, so everything stopped. And um, yeah, it was a difficult time for everybody, especially the players that are that are raring to go. Soon, as soon as we were allowed to start up with one to ones, and um, that to be honest, that was one of my busiest times. Um, the part that we we were the, the season was uh, uncertain 
players were really wanting to to get in the nets basically soon as soon as we got the season going um yeah it, it's rocketed we've at Whitchurch we've managed to start our academy it was meant to start in May but uh, we managed to start it to last week and we've got a, again second week tonight we've um, we've got one of Kidderminster Harriers captain actually uh, he's coming tonight to do a fitness session with us so schools are a no-go uh, so my coaching at Reeking College has kind of stopped um, till further notice, um, where else? So Shropshire, again, everything shut down. I know we're, we're going to get up and running with some coaching sessions, but as of when and where, that's uncertain yet. So that's kind of the way things are going at the minute. Yeah, so as you said, it's good been inundated with coaching sessions and uh, you've been yeah. kind of, well... The prototype, the people have been getting used to all of these kind of uh, guidelines and regulations yeah. that have been coming in. How have you found that? Has it made much of a difference to your sessions? Um, yeah, a little bit. So we've obviously we've been um, with the academy, and our, so our junior nights completely shut down, and they're they're not going as of date. Um, academies and other sessions. So we're working on small groups, um, hand sanitised before the session during and after toilet breaks are so we only allow one person to go to the toilet at a time sounds a bit like school to be honest but um the toilets have to be kind of sanitized after um game wise yeah it's taken a big hit really um so it just for instance saturday we had an interclub game and uh, it was down to um Players sat outside, all space one meter apart. Nobody was using changing rooms. No one was in the showers. Um, Sanitising the ball, I think it was every five or six overs. Mm. Um, just a complete change. But um, in a way, I'm, it's kind of a we do that, we get cricket. So mm. I'm happy that we've we've got cricket at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Alex, how about yourself? How have you been? Uh... I would say wintering, but it's kind of like winter slash summer, isn't it, really? Yeah, um, not too dissimilar to Whitchurch, actually, at Wellington. Like, we obviously have the academy as well, which we did in the winter, and that was looking to just get started again. Um, but then as soon as they could, like, same with the one-to-one session, like, with the first team and with the people who are in the academy, I think. And then other juniors as well were allowed to book in. So any of the junior members who had paid a membership were allowed to, like, book in and have the sessions and then when it went to the group sessions about a month ago was it to five or six yeah started opening it up to all the juniors I've, I've been doing the under 10 and each night so we've had like and we if there's too many people like obviously you can only have six in the net so say the under 13s I think there was like 18 of them so that was spread out over like two or three evenings with different coaches so everyone could still they could still come and have a net basically which not ideal, like with the under tens, because obviously, like in a net, they're not. It's not, not normally what you do with under tens, but the parents and the kids that have come along seem to enjoy it. So we've been uh, able to get as much going as basically the guidelines have let us, which obviously are all in place at the ground as well. So going in and out and sorting out all the different times of when people can go in and out, and we've had an online booking system for nets for any adult members as well, so you could book to have a bowling machine or have a one-to-one session with a coach or if the same family 
they, you could go down and have a net as well. Decent. So it's been quite a lot going on, certainly in the last four weeks. As uh, every night for two or three hours, five to late, there's basically been people training down at the cricket club. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's been good to see cricket clubs getting back to action, hasn't it, Andy? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, just want to say well done to everyone. Um, it's dedicated to their club and and uh, helps out with all the coaching. Obviously, in these times, it's uh, it's it's not easy, is it? And hearing these two lads say about how it's gone at the clubs, yeah, it's it's not an easy time. And Sentinel's been the same. We had our our, our first real big training session. Obviously, we had to keep it under thirty um, on on Saturday, but it was it's just lovely to get back, isn't it? And yeah, let's hope we can all get back. And I, I know all the rules are in place, and we've got to start, stick stick with it. But at least we're playing a bit of cricket, eh? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. starting off where we left off in the last episode, we were kind of talking about cricket coming back and we were kind of debating what we thought might happen. Now, since we've last been, we've had the ECB guidelines for stage four play that have been announced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so initial, initial thoughts with uh, the main points really kind of being that there's no saliva or sweat allowed on the ball. Batters have to run in a two-metre away marked zone. Uh, there has to be a record kept of everyone who's arrived at each venue. Uh, players have to keep one metre socially distanced, except in Wales where it's two metres. There's obviously uh, di- well changes to how you can use the clubhouses and changing rooms. There's no obviously no sharing of equipment. Uh, another one of the big ones is sanitise and hygiene breaks every five or six overs or 20 minutes, whichever is quicker. And the umpires aren't to handle the ball, take caps, and the ball must be returned immediately to the bowler, not go around the field. And the worst one of all, no cricket tees. So um, the guidelines have come out, guys. And what are your main takes from it? Yeah, Who are we going for you? <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. <laughs> go for it. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one, but like I said um, previous, that if that's what it takes to get cricket on, I'm all for it. Um, we kind of had a practice run uh, on Saturday regarding our, our inter-game, and to be honest, there, there was no issue. Everyone abided by the guidelines. Um, the the uh, markers on the pitch the for the batters, that was kind of... That's not really an issue, but it was talked about that we obviously we don't want to damage pre uh, the next kind of pitches that are about mm. to be cut out. Um, mm. But I think we did to the groundsman that I spoke to. We we got around that. Um, One way systems are in in our club, and I'm sure are in in most. Um, even though we, I think we we had a crowd about 150 on on Saturday, <laughs> which we were like, where have all these come from? We we've not experienced these kind of crowds before. Um, but the one-way system worked well. Toilets, um, we, we've put on our door like um, an occupied and um, vacant sign. So once somebody's in the toilet, even though there's, say, room for three or four people in there, we, we were one person at a time. Mm. Um, on the pitch, no issues. Umpires, um, obviously it was a warm-up game, so we had our own. Uh, league umpires with uh, Richard Oakley and Rod Jones, they they abided and they were quite strict on rules just because the, where we go forward into the league or to the group stages, you got you got to start off strict to to continue that way. Um, sanitising breaks um, worked well. 
the game took a lot longer, but obviously that that's going to happen. But I think as long as we're safe and as long as we're playing cricket, like I said, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think as you mentioned, you had the you had your interclub game, and uh, I actually yeah. went on a little cow corner road trip. I tried to get around as many as I could, but I ended up having a chat with so many people. I only made it around <laughs> four games. But um, I think no. I did see you in, um, around <laughs> the ground actually. Yeah, it was, it was it was good to get round, and um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I spoke to some people about was obviously with the hygiene break. Some people were suggesting that maybe it is a bit too frequent. And um, what 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 are your thoughts, Andy, on that? Do you think obviously have you played the, anything with the new regs yet? And what are your thoughts on six overs? I know we're um, we got our first game on uh, on Saturday, um, followed by a game actually against Wellington on Sunday. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to get used to them hopefully then and uh, it's going to be a good test like Whitchurch has said really just to, to get used to it and obviously umpires have got to be strict and uh, on the ball to make sure we do everything obviously correctly but I mean the rules are there, the rules are in place and as far as I'm concerned if they say you've got to have a hygiene break in five to six overs it, it doesn't bother me whatsoever, you've got to do it, you do it don't you but uh, you know we're not the experts are we, mm. we're not scientists, we don't have a clue you know what the crack is and as I say just as long as we're back um, you know I've got no complaints whatsoever really about, about a lot of the rules so Alex what have been the main things that have stood out for you, for you in, the, in the new guidelines yeah I think like you said I think one of the things I think certainly like at Wellington we'd already already had sort of like practices and nets and everything already organised before sort of like it was all coming out so we didn't play a game games at the weekend but I actually went down to Beacon for about half an hour and watched their game but um, I think, like Andy's saying and James said, you just want to get on. You're out there in the pitch. So if you've got to do something to play cricket, you've just got to make the sacrifice to do, haven't you? There's going to be some times where it might be a bit annoying, but then you've got, what, 10 weeks where you're going to be able to play. And there's going to be plenty of weekend. After maybe four or five games, I certainly, I think everyone will then be in the swing with it mm. and you'll just be getting on with it. And uh, I do like that, like, like the 12 o'clock start, that's what time we're starting on Saturday. Mm. I think, I, I like the idea of starting earlier anyway. And people sometimes, people who kind of tend to take time to bowl overs. Well, this might be a like thing where people realise, let's get through them, get on with the game and like not dither around sort of like in the field. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I think some Saturdays you get that and you're like, it seems to be going on forever in the field. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. the hygiene breaks might speed up a bit in between the breaks where people are going through overs. I yeah, do definitely. think that like, where you've got umpires in the higher league who are obviously like league officials and are regulating everything, I think are umpires. But I think the lower down you go where players are umpiring and then you've got two different teams and no like, just not, not two umpires who are like setting the standard as it were. So you could have one team maybe thinking they're going to be as strict as you have to be. If another team's trying to be a bit more relaxed about it, that might cause problems further down where you don't have new umpires who are like, definitely. these are the rules. This is what you've got to do. Yeah, definitely. When I went around the grounds, there were, you know, whilst everyone was abiding to the same regulations, there were some slight differences as I went to each ground. So that is definitely going to be interesting, especially when different clubs have different umpires and kind of t players getting used to different things. <laughs> Andy, what do you think of, out of those rules is going to probably be the hardest for you to get used to? Well, as a bowler, obviously, no uh, saliva or sweat. I mean, to be honest with you, mate, I, I'm pretty redundant in the game without a bit of saliva on the ball, to be honest with you. <laughs> I reckon uh, looking 
looking at Sentinel's squad at the moment, it's going to be literally, oh, yeah, Andy, have a couple of overs at the start, and we'll get the spinners on. So, uh, and it is quite a spinner-friendly league, so I'm going to I'm going to struggle a bit. But uh, I mean, looking at them all, like running the channels, and I mean the slips and the keepers. This uh, a couple of things. Obviously, when when it come out and said, as long as you're a metre distance, social mm. distance, uh, it's not so bad. So I think the keeper can stand up. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, a few weeks ago, I was really worried thinking, you know, is it going to be eight a tee in its side? Is it going to be no standing up, no slips? It's just, you know, it's not cricket. But thankfully, the rules have come out and I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. And also another thing I think could work uh, for, for the future, like Alex said, um, a few things might change in the future and um, being a shorter format as well and uh, for, for especially the lower leagues it might be a bit better I know a lot of people do moan about the, the you know the length of the game of cricket these days and I think it might actually change yeah, yeah. I think James there's someone uh, I'll, I'll come back to something that you p- touched upon in a minute and uh, but James is, is the only person who was really well I've, I've, I kind of went and viewed and so did Alex at some point at the weekend. But so as someone who's kind of viewed and experienced the whole situation, what do you think of them kind of like the main, the main differences that you've noticed, the things that the players have been, well, the hardest things to get used to? I think the, the biggest issue for us on Saturday was no tease. Uh, players are like, what, what's going on? Um, <laughs> if, only, if only the listeners could see Andy's face at that point. <laughs> Honestly, mate, we've, we've got we got Frankton, and I'm not going to have a tea. You can just order two <laughs> instead of one on Friday and take one to the game, can't you? Yeah, I'll take me Chinese, me remaining Chinese. <laughs> Funnily enough, though, there's um, Nathan Bartram who plays for Kai Glass and also um, plays for Hoppers. He's doing a He's doing a service, if anyone's interested, during the summer where you can order uh, a cricket tea and they'll deliver it to the ground that you're playing in and you can choose what sandwich, sausage rolls, all sorts you can have. So there is still a way. There's always someone making money out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, another one for us was, uh, which I, was, I wasn't actually aware of, but it's obvious, uh, no drinks breaks. Um, if there is, sorry, no drinks provided by the club. Um, you yeah. can have a drinks break, but you have to have your own. Um, which, to be honest, I didn't even think of that one. But yeah, that's that's an average mm. one. But I think what we did was uh, when we did a um, cleaning of the ball every six overs, players just had their drinks around the boundary, so we weren't mm. stopping for the ball and then gonna have a separate stop for drinks breaks. Mm. Mm. We just kind of added it in. Um, but I think, I think that, for people was... like myself who have put on a couple of extra stone over uh, lockdown, yeah. that, that, that six-minute break is going to be an absolute lifesaver, eh, Andy? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. What about, I'll tell you what, one thing you just you brought up there, James, you quite, quite rightly with the drinks, is um, do the umpires have their drinks on, on the side waiting for them? Because that's, that's interesting. Can someone come on and bring them a drink? Or no. Are they not able um, to do that? No, they've got to bring so their own. You, you are in charge of your own drink breaks, basically. That's that's what yeah. we did anyway. Mm. Um, to save somebody taking out a big tray of drinks, things like that. Um, we just had our drinks around the boundary or uh, or by the bag, but the, obviously the bags were outside the change room, so they didn't need to go in. What we did was we had two chairs on the boundary rope, and that was for the umpires. So the umpires had their bags, coats, everything, drinks, lunch. And everything was that was there so yeah that that was the main change really for for the game and the biggest one was 
the organizing and the the not going in the changing rooms and then the breaks yeah i think talking talking to vampires as well one of the things that i found well watching the beacon game is that it, the umpires not being collecting the not collecting the balls after wickets and uh, yeah. not being able to accept players clothes well clothes well hats and jumpers yeah. and things like that as, as someone who umpires myself as andy will testify not that great eh, and um uh, no <laughs> not having not having to uh, collect a player's sweaty cap or three layers of jumper <laughs> is an is going to be an absolute godsend yeah. um but yeah, it's something. Obviously, the the captain has to make sure that he's in charge of sanitising the ball, and 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 it's all these little things which you know. Well, could could these things end up becoming habit, and we may kind of lose out of the game after everything's gone on. I think, like you say, it's like the captain, like the people that are there, officials, and when it's an official umpire, it's the captain, like myself, and each captain of the team, there's a lot more responsibility in terms of all the hygiene stuff. I think, like on the captains. Sort of, and like in junior cricket, the coaches to make sure everyone, all the players understand, like, and are staying on top of like the guidelines and following them. I think for some, like, just the players, almost like the juniors, they just kind of, some of them will be able to just kind of get on and play, mm-hmm. knowing that, like, they don't have to worry so much, yes, about themselves, but not too much. Whereas the captains will need to be looking and, like, policing, as it were, like, like the umpires, their own team to make sure everyone's adhering to the rules. Mm. And like you say, with the ball, it's up to the captain. So I've got to make sure at the drinks break, I've got to get my drink, wash my hands, but then I've got to do the ball as well. Yeah, it's gonna, it's definitely going to be interesting, especially when you've got not got panel umpires or umpires mm. who are proper qualified and things like that. Basically, when you've just got players umpiring, as to how the how all these rules will kind of come about, you know whether certain you know whether they will take on the clothing or the ball being thrown around the field and things like that it will will definitely be interesting but any any of them are, are um any breach of these new rules can result in uh, five penalty runs so yeah it'll definitely definitely be interesting we'll definitely mix things up but yeah another thing that was announced um well the Birmingham league started by announcing their groupings and fixtures which happened i think it was early last week possibly um, yeah. and basically they've gone for regionalised groups and which sees all the Shropshire teams in one group along with Wolverhampton um, which kind of prompted uh, the Shropshire County Cricket League to announce the Premier Division the main reason being if, if no one's had the pleasure of seeing it the Birmingham League put out a very nice um, statement which kind of did kind of point to the fact that the Shropshire County Cricket League hadn't um, had asked to start a week later than the rest of the Birmingham League divisions. Obviously, the reason behind that being giving the Welsh clubs as much time to get the get the guidance and everything. The Welsh government sort that all out, which has luckily come through on Friday. Well, on Friday, which means that Welsh clubs can now play, which is great news. Uh, but then, yes, so then the Shropshire County Cricket League, as I've said, have then come out and announced the Premier League structure, and they've split it into two, Andy. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I got to be honest, I didn't expect it, but I got to say I quite like the format actually. Um, obviously, uh, looking at the two groups, it's very interesting how they've set them up, and it's going to be really, uh, really interesting to see what happens when there's a final at the end of the season as well. Which I quite like the sound of. I mean, as a sentinel lad, I'm hoping that us and uh, well, all three of our teams are all in the same group actually. So. 
you know, it'd be nice to see one of us in the uh, in the final. And uh, I'm sure everyone will be uh, buzzing to go and watch the final, won't they? So it's it's going to be a, a good thing for the league. So yeah, I'm mm. quite I'm quite happy with it. I think it's a real good job uh, with with the format, personally. So yeah, very good. Yeah, I, I agree with Andy. I think like for like a one-off season, which it looks like it is, it's like a great idea of making a competition. You play everyone home and away, so you've got that fairness. And then you've got something to play for at the end with the like semi-finals and the final, and then someone win is like the champion at the end of it. So I think it's great idea. Yeah, because obviously they 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 had the, well they had two options really. They could have done the played the whole league and everyone play each other once, but they have gone for this splitting of the league and everyone play each other twice. So you've got the two groups, which is the Mike Robinson group and the Clive Smith group. And the Mike Robinson group, it's Frankton, Sentinel, Shelton, Shrewsbury, Wellington, Whitchurch. Hey, that's all of, that's all of you in this group. <laughs> and yeah. in, in, the, in the other group is the Clive Smith group is Old Scott, Maidley, Ludlow, Newport, Quat, and Werfield. So obviously some local derbies in there and some really interesting matchups, which obviously you're all vested in the one group, but um what what matches are jumping out? Oh, I oh, think. I, uh, oh, are you go going, James? Go on. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Um, I know one to what for that I'd be interested in in watching in in the other group to us is Quat and Warfield. I yeah. think that will be that will be a big game. I've seen Quat had uh, a few new signings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for. Us, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Personally, I think a big derby kind of game for us is uh, Wellington with Church. I think that's always uh, a good game. Um, but I, th- I think, like you, Andy, I wasn't thinking this way. I was thinking uh, they were just going to say, right, we're just going to play each other once. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think all the people I spoke to were, were along those lines. L- like you, I think, looking at the groups, looking at the format... I'm well up for it. I know I'm not going to be playing, but I'm going to be with the ones as as the coach. And I know it's easy for me to do my bit in the before the game and join. Then sit and watch cups of tea. It's going to be. Uh, we just what we were saying about the, uh, the the big games in these these groups. But I think um, realistically, looking at all the clubs strengthening. I mean, Wellington have strengthened a hell of a lot, haven't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whitchurch has strengthened a lot. I actually thought the league season was going to be as good a Prem season 
as there was ever going to be. Um, yeah. And I, I really think, I mean, personally, I'm not going to say the team, so I don't want to be rude to some other clubs, but I think there is three teams from both groups that could all get through. So I think it's going to be really exciting cricket. And yeah. also another thing with the, 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 obviously the format and also the, um, uh, the good part about not, no relegation, no promotion is for some clubs, obviously it'll be frustrating for some clubs that want to go up. But for clubs like Allscott, it's a great rebuilding chance. You know, mm. they have signed a few good players. So, like, for teams like Allscott, Frankton, they're going, right, we're in the Prem for a couple of years now, and they can rebuild yeah. and, and, you know, get yeah, a platform correct. ready yeah. for next season. And I, also the, I also think with the, the Birmingham League, I mean, Wem must be in their element. You know, playing at Shrewsbury and Wolverhampton and Schiffnell, you know, it's, it's going to be good for them, a real good experience. Yeah, so. yeah. play with yeah. a bit of pressure off, isn't it, basically, if no relegation, some teams. Definitely, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I think uh, you look at that, you're looking at the groups individually and you've got obviously Quat versus Werfield who will be vying it out. And then you've obviously got four teams who kind of finished around each other last season with Newport, Ludlow, Maidley, all Scott, all much, mm. well, not really all Scott, but they're all kind of around there. And it'll be interesting and obviously with Newport losing Maz. And then you've got Whitchurch who have strengthened, as you said, and Wellington who have strengthened and then Sentinel who are always strong, along with yep. the, three, the three new teams who we who will be looking to make a real impact. So there's, there's lots of storylines across there. But um, one thing I'd be really keen to ask is, obviously we're talking about competition and going against each other, but given the fact that there is no promotional relegation, I'd be, I'd be interested to know what you think the teams, how the teams will approach this. Will they um, use it as a kind of like a building block to build a team to move forward? Or do you think it'll be a chance to prod some youth who may not necessarily get a chance, but you think may have a chance in the future and just kind of use this as a, the ideal opportunity when they're kind of not dead <coughs> rubber games. They're still, they're still important because each team mm -hmm. will still want to want to win it, I assume, but a good chance to kind of blood those players who you're kind of 50-50 about whether they can make it in the Prem. Yeah, there's, well, I was going to say, um, there's not going to be any overseas, I wouldn't have thought, this year, is there? No. So that's, um, that's definitely a good place for, for all these clubs. But, uh, you know, I don't know what you other boys think. It's a good chance to win a trophy. But, again, it's a good chance to give a couple of boys a go. And I know your two yeah. clubs are both very keen to do that, aren't you? Yeah. From Wellington, obviously, would be looking to pick the best team and do as well and win every game. But, obviously, like always, trying to push through youth and some young lads. So... If ever there's a chance and there's one of the lads in there, they'll definitely be in there and like given the opportunity. They're not coming up to just like young lads like in the academy. They're not coming in to like fill in. They're coming in to like do a job in the team, and they'll be given that opportunity this year. Like they, maybe with the, the fact like they might feel it's not the same league as normal, might be a bit of pressure off. But I doubt yeah. it. But uh, they'll certainly be young players looking to prove they're good enough and force their way into the team if they're not selected at the start, but there's always going to be youngsters in the first team. Yeah. Yeah, same for us, to be honest. Um, it started, well, last year we had um, a 15-year-old keeping in our first team. He, I think he did about 20 games, to be honest. But the fact that we're in, our seconds are in Division 5 of the Shropshire League, so club-wise, we're, we're struggling to get to terms with that. So we have actually um, had a little shuffle around and um, strengthened our second team, um, which has now opened up some slots for our, our academy players to be slotted straight into that first team area. 
um, the pathway that we've got now is all it's all completely changed. So up and down the ladder um, it is quite clear. Um, this year, I think we're going to go mainly with our strongest sides. Um, new signings, obviously, they're going to want to play. Previous core uh, first teamers, again, they're going to want to play. Um, and I think it's important that just because there's no up and down, as are going to want to be winning that, that group and are going to be one of um, still kind of champions of Shropshire uh, in that group. So I think it is important that we, we do play our, our strongest sides, but also do look to develop at the same time. So it might be a mixture of um, rotating, rotating some teams uh, and etc. really. Mm. Okay, so I think that, I think that's what Win, uh, uh, Wellington I thought last year. I was really impressed with uh, their mixture of youth and experience. I think Wendell did a good job last year. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do this year because they've got a few new signings and some of them young lads are really going to be pushing on, aren't they? So yeah, well, that's it. Looking to like continue on from last year, basically, and like with the new mm. lads. But we've signed, we have signed like some new players and a lot of youngsters. And obviously, because we're doing so much cricket, I think some other people have come joined the academy as well. So we've got loads of youngsters that we're looking to like see how far, how where they're at, and then see if they push on in the ten games we've got this year. It's like yeah. I spoke last time we were on the ladder there at Wellington's like easy to see where you go when you perform in a team. You just move up to the next team, and if you keep performing, you just keep moving up. Interesting. Um, so something I'd. I'll go, I'll go around the I would say go around the room but I'll go around the zoom um so <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I want uh the two teams who you think are going to finish at the top two and the one team who you think are going to be the surprise package in each group <laughs> putting you under pressure um, who's going first go on Alex. I'll go I'll go Wellington obviously gonna win every game aren't they <laughs> <laughs> uh and then uh, it's out of Sentinel and Whitchurch. I'm going to say Whitchurch. Um, and then in the other one, Quat and Worthfield. Um, I, I don't know which one will finish top or second, but I'd say those two. And then surprise. Um, I reckon maybe Shrewsbury second team in the one group, depending on their club strength. Because like, like they're like us for our first team and like my team are seconds. Our strength depends on the first team. And their first team's obviously seconds are really strong. They got so many good players. I think that they could like easily hold their own or more so in that group. Yeah. Especially um, with them not being any county cricket till August. Yeah. They have a big effect. Yeah, the, yeah. The, other, the, other, the other group I don't know so much about of the club, so I don't really uh, can't really comment. Pick one at random. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Scott. Or, or, or Scott. Scott. Build on last year and uh, win go. a few more games. <laughs> James. Oh, so I'm gonna. To be honest, Alex just said all the all the teams I was thinking about. Um, I do think, again, a little little bit biased, but looking at looking at our side, we've got we're very batter heavy. Uh, mm -hmm. We've had some big signings, as you're all aware of. So I'm gonna put ourselves right up there. And again, again, I think the the kind of Whitchurch Wellington derby's got got a feature, and. I do think they're they're a very very strong side. They obviously the, they've uh, signed Matt Batkin from us, and he he's a very good batsman. So that will put them as long as he, he performs, he he'll score your runs. Um, previous sorry, other group 
I said it before, uh, Quat Warfield. Um, I think because I, I work at Shrewsbury as well as one of their coaches, so their their second team's it's strong. So I'm, I'm not going to lie there. They are going to compete, and I think they're going to be my uh, my wild card, as as you say. Other group, I'm not too sure to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I think I have to go with Alex with the with the all spot. I think they might. They got, for instance, Thornton. He, he's going to feature heavily for them. A few new signings. Um, yeah, they could be a wild card. I hope they are for for their sake. Really, they are. They are a, an up and coming side, and in a way, I, I would like them to to succeed. It's, yeah, and and their development really keep keep hold of of Luke. For instance, he's a He's a local lad. He's a talented lad, but there are going to be clubs knocking on the door for him. So I, I, uh, I wish them all the best. And yeah, I think they're they're my wild card. Andy. Well, um, obviously you've gone over a lot of stuff, but I, I'm I'm going to go with um, Sentinel in our group because obviously I back our boys, and we're deciding a Dave Laird and a few lads coming back, Tom Bradford and a few others. I think we look a strong side. Obviously, we know how strong Whitchurch are and definitely know from their signings they're going to be a good side. And again, Wellington, they develop every year, the youngsters, and you know, still got Wendell and a few others. So, I, you know, it's out of them three, but obviously, I'm going to stick with our boys. Uh, looking forward to seeing what all three of the new clubs coming back up uh, can give. Um, I, I said before, I think Shelton really needed to sign a couple more batsmen, so I'll be interested to see if they've signed anyone. Shrewsbury, I don't know a lot about, obviously, but Alex uh, spoke about it before and said, you know, if their firsts are really strong, the seconds are going to be strong, aren't they? And Frankton, they'll just be the same as always and they've got a good side. But in the other group, I think, personally, I think Quat um, are, are going to be through, go through, but they'll have a big fight with Warfield. My wild card is Maidley. Uh, watched them at Nets a few weeks back. Well, well, be a few months back now. And I actually thought Maidley looked a, a real, real good side so um, yeah it's, it's going to be interesting and Newport will be interesting to see what they're like mm. um, obviously losing Maz who by the way I'm getting out twice this year um, I've never got him out before he's a nightmare <laughs> honestly I honestly I bowled some of the best spells I've ever bowled and I just can't get him out he um, makes it look so easy oh he's a pain in the backside but he um, he uh, it would be interesting to see what they're like without him and I, I think um uh, who retired from them last year? Um, was it Dodd? Doddy? Uh, that's Downs, wasn't it? Down, sorry. Yeah, Downs retired from them last year. So, if he doesn't come back, it's two big losses. So, yeah, it's going to yeah, be interesting. Huge losses, they yeah. are. Yeah. I, I hope Balls could do well as well, by the way. Just everyone said about them. I thought, unbelievable to come back like they did last year. So, you know, all the best to them, boys. I yeah. do think, like, like you said, James, like without the overseas players this year, that'll have a impact on some clubs as well, who obviously yeah. like always have an overseas player, whereas this year they're not. So as a club and as a team, that, that'll affect some clubs and teams differently to others as well, I think. Mm, definitely. And that, that's going to be something that goes down to Division 1 as well, which will be which will be interesting to see how they sort that out. That kind of moves us on to our next topic, which uh, the Shropshire County Cricket League have recently announced, obviously, that the, that the leagues will be getting announced. Well, this will be going out tomorrow, which will be Tuesday. 
which means that they, the, the leagues will be announced or groupings uh, will be announced tomorrow. So they've said that they're going to be regionalized. Now, how do we think that these may end up looking? Do we think it will be kind of like the Prem as in Div 1, Div 2, Div 3? Or do we think it's just going to be a mix of kind of Welsh, Telford teams, North Shropshire, South Shropshire? What, how do we think it's going to look? I, I would guess they're going to try and do like a bit of both. Like they'll try and keep it to sort of like the leagues or as close to the leagues as they can or just look at it from like teams straight down. Don't really look at the divisions. And like you say, keep teams regionalised as much as they can. But if they can split it in the league, they might try and do it like that and have like you say, like a Telford, Shrewsbury and then Shrewsbury with a few Welsh clubs or something like that much as they could like I know in the division one having looked at it like there's a lot you could have you could have like a Shrewsbury Welsh split and then like a Telford split of a sort of like 16 and then lower down I think that's where they'd probably ease out more as like not so strict on the leagues the lower they go down to maybe get teams just closer to each other yeah I was I was gonna say um <laughs> I could just see well, you I, Andy I didn't know whether you were there sorry mate <laughs> yeah no no I'm just having me dinner um <laughs> yeah um I I, I see what uh, Alex has said there with Division 1. I think it's, it's quite an easy group, actually, to, to split up like they have done in our league. Um, but to be fair, with all the other leagues, I wouldn't be surprised if a few teams, uh, you know, maybe shuffled around from separate leagues. And, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. But, I mean, if they do as good a job as they've done in the Prem, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely yeah. perfect. And yeah. I'd like to think they keep it interesting for them leagues. And, you know, with a trophy on the line, a lot of clubs are going to enjoy it this season, I think. It's going to be yeah, some good cricket. I don't think teams can, like, complain or wouldn't have... A, like, I certainly know, like, from Wellington's perspective, we wouldn't have a problem if we were playing some teams a league above our tip of where it should be or, or a league below, like, as long as if they've just done it just to make the teams closer. I think everyone see that, like, that's fair enough for the season yeah. and what, what's happened. Yeah. So my thoughts, to be honest, I, I personally think that the, the Premier is kind of a, a template and they're just going to follow what they've done in the Premier just right the way down. Um, I could be wrong, but that, that's, that's my view on things. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be the odd exception, whatever isn't there. Like, there's always going to be like a team in some league or in some group where you're obviously going to have to travel a bit further. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's a one-off and the only time you're doing it in like five, six away games mm. yeah. shouldn't be too much of a problem, should it? Yeah, I think, I think the idea of like a general finals day for all of the winners of each group and things, that would be quite, quite interesting and quite fun. The only issue there, James, is um, obviously with the, uh, the Prem is we, uh, we play in Bank Holiday. I don't think the lower leagues play bank holidays, so and I can't see them introducing it. So it, it would have to go on an extra week, uh, which could, uh, I don't know, cause them maybe mm. to have just mini leagues with no finals. But yeah, we'll, yeah. See, what, we'll see what they do. I wouldn't probably yeah, be surprised I, if they do that. I, th I, I think, didn't think of bank holidays, to be honest, mate. I've, yeah. I think, I think as well, you've got to. I think, well, they're going to play 40 overs, aren't they? Everything's going to start at 12 and be. Uh, 40 overs, win-lose yeah. kind of cricket. And from from what I've heard, everyone's going to be playing lower league rules um, to an extent from the Prem downwards. Um, so yeah. it, it will be interesting. And obviously, given 
given the amount of cricket that we've lost this season, would people complain about having to play another week? I don't no, necessarily think that they would, would they? So I think it would, it well, would be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if, if you do end up carrying on playing bank holidays in the Prem, actually. We are, we are playing the one bank holiday, aren't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, obviously that gives us... Well, they have said, actually, at the end of the day, um, an extra week the following in, in case it rains. So, um, that obviously means that maybe the leagues below could actually do it. But, you know, mm. we'll, we'll soon find out tomorrow. It's going to be very interesting. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I think the lads at, for the league have done such a great job. And... Uh, mm. We really appreciate what they've done. So uh, good luck yeah. to them as well, because I, I wouldn't fancy being in their shoes. Mm. I mean, one one of the things that clubs have had to uh, kind of canvas over the last week as well has been availability. Do you think the fact that the groups may be regionalised may up availability? Do you think it may increase the amount of people who'd be interested in playing cricket now that they know they don't have to travel as far on a match day? Do you know anyone who uh, doesn't want to play cricket at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> I think yes, everyone's yes. fighting at the bit. All the girlfriends are getting all, they're all, they're all happy. They're like, oh, he's at home every weekend. He's got the kids. Now nah, we want to play cricket, love. See ya. You know? Yeah. Mine's, <laughs> mine's positively kicking me out the door to play cricket. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know about is. you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get picked first early. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I three, know. Three teams isn't enough for me. I need a four. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make your own. <laughs> that's definitely the case at Wellington like Vandy like our availability when we heard we were coming back like this week everyone was like saying yeah they can play so not yeah, sure but localised or just like Andy says people just want to play we asked everyone if like how what's their availability look like for the 10 weeks of like the league season and pretty much everyone was like might go on one holiday but basically available for all 10 so, yeah, so, so for us to be honest, mate, um, we got a second to be thirds into game this week, and um, our first are away at um, Warfield as a, a warm up game. And the amount of players we've had, yeah, we're fine, yeah, we're available. We could put five teams out, it's, yeah, it's like it's crazy. This has never happened before, but then, yeah. as you could say, this is well, COVID's. Yeah. Like it's never happened before. No one knows mm. what's going to happen. Yeah, what. I tell you what, James. I tell you what, James. On that on that subject, um, it's going to be very interesting. What happens to the teams that actually only put two teams in? Yeah. Because um, I'm sure there's going to be so much availability. I know there's a few. I, I, I talked to um, my mate from Albury today, and he said they're putting three teams in. But mm. I think Beacon have put two in. Yeah. And right, again, and Shelton that, that, as well. I think will, that obviously the teams that aren't coming in. That's going to shake the leagues up a bit, isn't it? So mm. that's going to make it very hard for the for the league committee to sort out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting, like you said, with the teams who were putting two teams in. I know Beacon were thinking of putting two teams in, but then obviously I went to the inter-club game the other day and then they had, I don't know, I think they had like 44 people turn up for it. So it's like, and especially at this point in the in 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 time you don't really want to be putting people off playing cricket or turning them down do we we want exactly. as much uh, yeah. opportunity as you possible got a case even if, for all yeah, yeah. yeah. especially with the we, we didn't debate it for much we were like put all five teams straight in straight away basically we were like yeah, yeah scare as many people as we possibly can but want to play give them a game mm. yeah i mean it's yeah it's definitely definitely like we were saying a chance to kind of 
get more cricket, get people out there. And obviously you don't want, you don't want people not having a game of cricket. And obviously we've got the four, you've got the four player rule as well. So that can, that can help supplement the, the lower teams who play on a Sunday. Um, so to speak, if they, if they are short of players, which I don't think will be too much of an issue. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been been another good podcast, guys, and I've really enjoyed recording this tonight. A couple of a couple of things uh, for the listeners before we sign off is that we do now. Um, this season has started. Want you to send in your photos and videos into the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and tag us in anything. Uh, if you are still looking for friendlies or anything like that, do let us know, and we will try and hook them up. We've I think we've hooked up about six or seven friendlies so far, which has cool. been great. And uh, yeah, we now have a cow corner shop, uh, which is just basically some merch, which all the proceeds are basically going into the running of the podcast and also kind of to keep Josh's beer, sl- beer supply uh, topped up. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, again, thank you everyone for the support. And also we're going to be um, opening, well, we're going to be launching a brand new um string to our bow we're going to be starting to cover the Birmingham league from this season with a whole new panel of guests um from shrewsbury bridge north all over so covering the Birmingham league and all the ups and downs this season which will be very interesting for those of you who've got a vested interest in that but yeah apart from that we've got the next episode where we'll be having members from the league who'll be coming on to talk about the process and everything that's been going on and the uh, everything in the off season how they've come about the leagues and that will be our pre-season preview as well as we break down and analyze all of the groupings and what's gone on and we will also go over this drinks 11 finally when hopefully jamie will turn up for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> i told you he's been sacked <laughs> And uh, yeah, all that leaves me to say is thank you very much, gentlemen. And um, thank you very much, Alex. No problem. Thank you very much, James. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Take care, all. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you very much. And thank you, boys, for coming on. And uh, good luck in the season, but not too much to your first teams, all right? (laughs) (laughs) See you in the season, guys. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe. Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. All the best. Bye-bye. All the best, boys. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.